Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted and privileged to welcome a multifaceted professional from the U.S., Audrey Lloyd. Audrey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, Audrey is a change management and business transformation expert. And when I said she's very, very multifaceted, she's an executive coach, she's a speaker, she's an inventor, she's a futurist, and she's a universal citizen. She's also an author. And all of you know that I'm partial to authors. She's an author of a book titled Bold, Reign in Your Mind, Reign in Your Career. Uh, so Audrey, you seem to have done so many different things. So today, let's talk about coaching and your book. Let's yes. start by asking you, what made you become a coach and not so many other things that you're doing? Well, you know, I always say that I have been in the business of transformation for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I want to say I have around 25 years in change management. But that was usually helping businesses to transform their business model, their culture. And it was just a natural progression because in order for businesses to change, each individual has to change, particularly leaders have to change. And I did a a lot of leadership coaching in businesses and just thought, you know, my next step is really to focus on individuals to enable them because so many people focus on companies. It's about time we focus on the individuals that enable those companies. Very interesting. And uh, how has your, you know, multifaceted experience impacted your coaching philosophy, your style and your values? Oh, what a wonderful question. You know, I always say, bring all of you, bring all of you to the table. And in fact, you know, one of the key messages that I have in bold, reigning your mind, reigning your career mm-hmm. is to really leverage your skills, capability, talent, heritage, culture, experiences mm-hmm. in order to make you great. Mm-hmm. And so I've been very fortunate that I've worked for many Fortune 500 companies. I actually started out my career in insurance, then later went on to work for American Express, Mm -hmm. then went on to work for pharmaceutical companies, and then went went on to do, you know, independent consulting on my own. And I'm also from a global background. I was born in the UK, lived in Jamaica before I came to the United States, grew up Mm -hmm. in Western Massachusetts. So my goodness, that's a lot of experience to bring to the table. And so I helped to you know, I think that really enables me to speak to just about anyone and to really mm-hmm. identify and understand my clients, mm-hmm. which I think is very, very necessary in order to follow them mm-hmm. in coaching. Very interesting. And, you know, whenever I speak to coaches, um, I always get an impression that there have been people in their lives who have helped them to or guided them to become good coaches. My question to you is, how have you been shaped by some, uh, you know, important people uh, that have really helped you to develop your own coaching philosophies. Right. Well, I have been shaped and fortunate to be working with and in the company of so many great leaders. Mm -hmm. And I was always a watcher. Mm -hmm. So even in my insurance days, when I did technical insurance, I didn't do change management or anything that had to do with culture. Mm -hmm. I was always watching leaders. And I always fixated on the ones that were really great at what they did because they could engage people, they listened well, they were present, they were authentic. And so I think those people really had an impact on me. 
in addition to the fact that when you go through a certification program, like the one I did in order to qualify for the International Coaching Federation um, certificate, you also go to a school. And I actually went to the leadership coaching program at Rutgers University here in um, New Jersey. And I have to say that the individuals that facilitated that program did shape me. They really did. In addition to the coach mentors that I had when I was honing my skill, because like I said, I've always been a coach, but mm -hmm. I think there's a particular way to be a coactive coach that mm. they help me to be more present, to be more my, myself, and to really understand it's not about me, but it's about the coachee. Very interesting. You just used the term coactive coach. Help me understand how is being coactive different from a one-on-one -on -one coaching? Well, you know, coactive is a partnership. So I'm going to go along with you on your journey. Mm -hmm. You are going to set the agenda and I'm going to be there present with you to mm. help you to fulfill that agenda. And mm. so it's a partnership. We go together. We mm. dance together, so to speak. Fascinating. My next question to you is, uh, Audrey, how does culture and culture could be, you know, the backgrounds that we come from. Culture could be the organizations that I work in. Culture could be the families that I'm growing up in. And all that impacts me as a coachee. My question to you is, how does culture impact coaching? A lot. <laughs> and particularly when you're talking about individuals who are in organizations. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the first things that I do when I have engagements in big companies to really understand what is going on. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I start by you know, looking at their annual report, I go to their website, I look at what their values are, mm -hmm. because it's not only what you do, but it's how you do it. Mm -hmm. But actually, I take one more step. I listen to the analyst calls because I want to hear the, the leaders interact. And I think by listening to that call, you hear a lot of culture by the mm. words that are used, how things get done and what's expected. And many leaders don't really recognize that they put out signals that people pick up on mm. in terms of what they expect from people. And so I think culture really is, you know, as they say, king, mm. it really is. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful. And how would you define culture for an organization? You know, I would say that culture is the heart and soul of the organization. Mm -hmm. okay. And what I mean by that mm. is heart is what do you love? Mm. And to me, soul is sort of the feeling, the embodiment. Now, I didn't say that that's necessarily good or bad because mm -hmm. there are cultures that are really fantastic Absolutely. and there are those that need improvement. Mm. But we really need to understand that that is the heartbeat of the company. Mm. Fascinating. So my next question, and we'll come back to a few questions of coaching, but a lot of our viewers and listeners are startup entrepreneurs, founders. And a question that is often asked by them is how does a startup define and build culture? Well, that is a good one. Well, it starts with the individual who's starting it as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is the vision of that of the culture that that individual wants to create? Mm -hmm. And then to step out that culture to say, what is the feeling, remember I said feeling, mm -hmm. that I want to create for the people that are going to be in partnership with me, employees or consultants, and also to my customer, right? So to really think at the end of the day, when I engage with any customer, what do I want them to take away? Mm. What do I want them to feel? And it needs to be consistent. So mm. if I have a business in Seattle 
and I go to your London office, am I going to feel that similarity in how things get done, ways of working and thinking? And here's the biggest thing, how we treat each other and how we treat our client based. Fantastic. My next question to you, uh, Audrey, is that, you know, you must be coaching people across uh, different hierarchies in companies. What, in your view, is the difference between coaching a senior leader and an emerging leader? Oh, yeah, there is a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, because I would even I would say one, hopefully individuals recognize everyone is a leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even if you are the administrative assistant, you are the leader. Mm-hmm. But to your point, the emerging versus the senior leader, I see middle management as emerging. Mm-hmm. And senior leaders are obviously chosen, selected, mm-hmm. right? Are visible. Mm. I really see the issue with the emerging leader because the emerging leader often is unsure. Mm. They're looking for direction and signal, unless, of course, they're bold. <laughs> because if they're bold, they're going to bring their self to the to to the situation as well and have mm. their thoughtful, be thoughtful about their leadership style. Mm. And so I think the senior leaders set the agenda, right? And they have pressure too. Right. right. Because often it's lonely for them because they are at the top mm-hmm. and they cast the long shadow mm-hmm. for the people who are under them as well. Right. But I think those people who are in the middle because they have so much on their plate mm-hmm. and there's so much expectation from the people they lead, both from senior leaders, they have the squeeze. And so for them, they feel the pressure. And mm-hmm. that is a difference that's there. Very interesting. And continuing with the same, uh, you know, area that we are just speaking about, how are the new leaders who are coming out, which are the millennials and the Gen Zs, who are much more confident than I have ever seen. I mean, when I, mean, when I started four decades ago, it was a very different kind of environment in the corporate world. Uh, what are some of the areas, in your view, that millennials and the Gen Zs need to be coached in? So (laughs) I really go back to the fact that we can be technically sound Mm. and very smart, very, very smart when it comes to technology and knowledge, but we've got to remember to have heart, the human element, the soft things. Mm. How do I communicate to people? How do I engage them? How do I hear them? How do I influence them? without having direct influence over them. Now that's not to say that many young leaders can't get that right, but sometimes I think we don't focus enough on that. Mm-hmm. You know, in the older times, when I say older, I feel like I'm more mature now. I'm more of a mm-hmm. leader in the space, right? I felt that there was a more focus on people, mm-hmm. not just on getting people to do things, mm-hmm. but understanding how people operate and understanding what people need. And so I think for younger generations is really to focus on those soft skills. Mm. That's really what I say is going to be that individual's competitive advantage mm. to well really match the technical with the people side. Absolutely. Well said. Focus on soft skill. And I agree with you. Very important. So Audrey, let's now move to your book. Um, Bold, rain in your mind, rain in your career. Uh, before mm-hmm. you tell me about the book, uh, is this available on Amazon and other platforms? It is indeed. Okay, so I'm going to check it out and I'm asking all my viewers and listeners to check it out also. So tell me about your book and your hypothesis when you decided to write it. Yeah, so 
the book really is about individuals celebrating themselves. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where we often want to emulate others. So much is coming at us from the media, advertising about who we should be, that sometimes we lose sight of who we really are. And so the book asks us to do an internal journey, Mm. to go inside, to look at what are you really great at? What are your skills, like I said, and your capabilities and your talent that you really bring to the table? Who are you at core? Mm. And what are the gifts that you have that make you unique and special and so that you can actually stand out and to go one more step, how do you leverage those skills Mm. to help others, to be of service to others? Mm. Because if we have gifts and we don't use them, sure, we're going to benefit because we probably will be compensated Mm -hmm. to a a good degree. Mm. But what impact will we have on the world and on others? Mm -hmm. And so the book asks you to take an introspective walk Mm -hmm. and to be accountable also in your career for you, Mm. bring you to the table. And I I talk about many, many different dimensions of how there are things that get in the way of being bold as well, Mm -hmm. right? But I also talk about the things that will help you to focus on being bold, like really understanding what is your vision for yourself? What Mm. are your values? What do you value? Mm. What is the value that you bring to the table as an entrepreneur, right? And what is the ultimate impact of all of that? And so that's just a taste. There's a lot that's in there for anyone that wants to take a deep dive. No, but, uh, you know, do tell me some more uh, about your book and maybe some examples yeah, so I mean, there are many, many examples, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this one out okay. because when I say bold, many people think that bold is a personality thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about it in terms of whether or not you're an introvert or an extrovert. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about your bold. Mm-hmm. So your bold is not going to be the same as my bold. Mm-hmm. And when I say bold, I mean bring that that you have and make it bigger, embolden it, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time. Bold does not mean that you are loud or crass or that you are arrogant or that it's only to Mm self-serve. Like I said, to really realize who you are Mm -hmm. and to be able to use that to be of service. Mm -hmm. And I talk about many different examples in the book also about being watchful in your life. Mm -hmm. So I am a big believer of timing because I've Mm -hmm. also seen timing in my life and the fact that you need to be prepared to meet the moment. Mm -hmm. So the moment is not for your choosing. The moment doesn't belong to you. The moment will arrive. But the question is, will you be ready? And you are ready when you know who you are. You are ready when you are grounded and you are ready when you can actually rise to that opportunity. And so I talk about a lot of individuals that we know, you know, Mm -hmm. globally, I think Mm -hmm. about great men like Mandela Mm -hmm. or, you know, people who are, I I call them visionaries, people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, many people around the world know Arnold Schwarzenegger or Madonna, maybe I'm showing my age. These were individuals that had talent. Mm. They had talent. And if you notice, you go back and you rewind, they always had a vision for themselves. And when people asked them what they were going to be or where they were going, they knew Mm. they did, of course, face adversity that they had to overcome. Mm. And then there was that opening, that Mm. opportunity that arose, that they were able to step right into it. So those are some of the things that I do talk about in the book. (laughs) That's a lot right there. (laughs) I'm going to ask you one more question on your book. I think, you know, it's so, so fascinating. You've spoken a couple of times about having a vision for ourselves. How does one, you know, develop? And for a lot of young viewers and listeners, 
how does one develop a vision for ourselves yeah but it's asking that fundamental question what do i want what do i represent what do i want to manifest and can i you know there's many ways to develop that vision we can be reflective and we can go back to the past and really think about all the things that we did and we can ask ourselves our question what impact do i want to have now not necessarily 10 years from now or when i'm gone but right now what is that impact that i want to have for myself and how do i see myself operating what do i see for myself and really to put that plan in place because vision is not just a static thing that we created in our head and we put it aside it's taking the walk on that journey that i actually visualize that to me is what vision is fascinating so uh, i'm now going to move to asking you about uh, you're being an inventor and then uh, we'll have time for one more question uh, when you say you're an inventor tell me about the what you have done yeah so i invented a, what i call a novel safe baby blanket can you imagine a change transformation coach that's wow. inventing a patent that's approved by the U- united states patent office mm-hmm. because i was inspired i'm a mom and um, i saw that traditional baby blankets are unsafe mm-hmm. because you have to fasten your child in your the car seat with either their coat or a blanket that could get, in, get entrapped. And in the event, something unfortunate happens like an accident, mm-hmm. it creates velocity and it's just unsafe. Mm-hmm. And so that sent me on this journey of at the end point, yes, I did get my U.S. patent. Wow. You know, but it was the learning, the learning and what I learned through it. And there were many people that I had to, to speak with, believe it or not. I didn't just come up with it in my head. It was the refinement process. And I really learned simple can be hard because to get a patent, you have to refine it down, but then you have to think about the unique aspect of it because that's what they actually patent is what's so big about it. What's so unique about it. Can you see the correlation to bold and what I just said as well about you as an individual? And so, yeah, that was a learning journey that, you know, I love your question early, earlier about how your experiences inform you. Mm. I have to say, maybe that was playing in the back of my head when I also was writing this book. Mm. Yeah, and so again, that blanket is not just for me. It's hopefully once you know that dream comes alive, that it will be helpful to others as well. Again, going back to what bold really is, bold Amazing. in action. Amazing, fantastic. So my last question for you now, Audrey, uh, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your absolutely incredible journey so far, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your own learnings and from our conversation? I love your profound questions. Three Mm -hmm. lessons. I always say pearls of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say that individuals in our lives are so very important. Mm. and that we can't win them all. Correct. We can't win them all. Mm. But we do have many and we need to hold those people close and dear to us, mm. whether it's in the workplace mm-hmm. or it's in our personal lives, yeah. is to really value people and yeah. to tell them why we value them. That's yeah. one. But I think also to value yourself. Correct. I think that is so critical because yeah. if we don't value ourselves, how can we be of service to other people Correct. And how do how can we expect other people to value us? And then lastly, because I love to learn. Oh, I wish I had three Audrey's. I could send three on different assignments. Mm. 
life is a continuous journey of learning mm -hmm. and it stays fascinating. And I believe we stay fresh and young mm -hmm. when we always have the target a little further for what do I need to know next? That's why I love that whole idea, you know, and I shouldn't say idea because, you know, when you say futurist, you can't predict the future, but mm -hmm. you can certainly scan for it to know what's coming. And so the one of the, the things that I really believe for is to be ready by looking ahead, preparing yourself and asking what is required of me and how can I also contribute to make the world or where I work or what I've created that much better. Amazing, amazing. Um, Audrey, on that note, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your three amazing lessons, which are value people, value yourself, and learn all the time. Thank you for speaking to me about your journey as a coach and all the, the wonderful things that you're doing in organizations. Thank you for speaking to me about your book, Bold Rain in Your Mind, Rain in Your Career. And finally, congratulations on your patent. And uh, I'm sure uh, whenever your blanket is in the market, there'll be a lot of people who will be looking out for it. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you. It's my, been my sincere pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.